For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today, I'll be joined by Alex Beaton, and we're going to talk about how to use Instagram stories during a launch or a promotional sequence. You are absolutely going to go bonkers over this episode. We talked about so many things that I'll bet you're even going to listen to it potentially more than once. Speaking of Instagram, I am on Instagram at Stelzner. If you want to tag me and tell me what you think about this show, you can also email podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com. And one last thing, if you're new to the show, hit that subscribe button. I've got some amazing guests coming up in the near future. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. Let's now transition over to this week's interview with Alex Beaton. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Alex Beaton. If you don't know who she is, you need to know who she is. She's an Instagram stories expert who specializes in helping people use Instagram for business. Her course is Project Storyline, and her podcast is On Purpose with Alex Beaton. Alex, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me again. I'm so happy to be here. I'm very excited to have you. Today, Alex and I will explore how to use Instagram stories during a launch or a promo period. Alex, I know that you're always kind of ebbing and flowing between launches. And I would just love to hear, first of all, before we get into that, let's just zoom in on stories. You know, a lot of people use Instagram. Not everybody is using Instagram stories. And maybe just for a minute, tell me why Make the case as to why marketers need to really go all in on stories. Sure. Right now, there are 500 million daily users of Instagram stories, right? So everyone is watching Instagram stories. If your audience is using Instagram, which most of you probably are, then they are also watching Instagram stories. And as we all know, the warmer that our leads are, the more likely they are to actually buy and purchase from us. So what I love about Instagram stories is that it's such an intimate way for us to connect with our audience and with our potential clients and warm them up. And then when we're ready to go into that promo phase or that launch, they're already warm. They're much more likely to buy from us. So that's the first thing. The second thing that I love about stories is that because it allows for that daily communication where it's expiring within a 24-hour period, 
what that really means is that people have to be watching if every day if they want to be keeping up with you. So what that means for us is that these people are our super fans. The people who are watching and checking in every day, they are our super fans and we're building super fans. So the reason why I love this is because then whenever we do go into that launch period and that sales period, we have people who are built in. They may have already bought from us. They likely have already bought from us. And they're just there cheering you on, being really excited for whatever it is that you're coming out with. I know for me personally, a lot of my super fans, they've already joined Project Storyline. But the great thing is that when I go to sell Project Storyline, they're there in the comments cheering me on and being like, y'all have to buy Project Storyline too. So it's just such a great long-term relationship that is much more intimate than what I would say you're building on the Instagram feed or anything else. You know what? Stories reminds me, when I started this company almost 11 years ago, the big thing was blogging. And everybody mm -hmm. was blogging and they were all doing it pretty frequently, like often once a day. And they were sharing stories, if you will, in written form of their life and what was going on. And that was a really big, a really big movement that led to lots of exciting things. And I kind of eventually heard the phrase vlogging, right? In the YouTube community where people do the same thing on video. It's a little more complicated because you got to edit it and stuff. But I kind of see showing up on a regular basis on stories, almost like what it used to be with blogging. What are your thoughts on that? I actually used to be a blogger myself. I used to be a daily blogger and it must've been around the same time as you because it was definitely 10 years ago. And yeah, it, it is very similar, except that it's like you have to show up very regularly and you're, you're not just showing up with your words, you're showing up with your face oftentimes and you're showing up with your voice. So it's even more intimate. It's instant. So it's like right on the other side of the phone. What I love about it too is that it allows people to have that private conversation with you. So whereas with blogging, people would reply in the comments and I know that was like the big thing back then. Now with stories, people, when they reply to you, it's getting sent straight to your DM. So you are entering into an immediate private conversation with warm leads, which is amazing. So yeah, I, I, I think it's similar, but slightly different. Well, and it's also very different in the fact that it's gone in a day, right? I mean, we should, <laughs> that's the scary part, right? Like, like, like when you were blogging, if, <laughs> if you knew that like Google would delete your post the next day, you probably wouldn't do it, <laughs> right? But, you know, and that's like a good transition into my next question, which is why, and maybe this is a pro, maybe this is a con, but why do so many of us struggle with stories? Maybe part of it is because we want people to see it beyond a day. I don't know. I mean, what are some of your thoughts on this? Because I know you've thought about this a lot. Yeah. When I first started making stories, I was actually on Snapchat. And I remember people would just be like, why would you make stories? They disappear in a day. It's a total and utter waste of time. But what I learned through making stories is that, like I said at the beginning, you're nurturing a much more intimate relationship with these people. It feels closer in a way. It's almost like you're on the other end of a FaceTime call, you know? And I think the fact that it expires, yes, it's kind of annoying because you created a piece of content and now it's gone. But number one, you can always save it as a highlight if you really, really want people to be able to come back to it. And number two, there's kind of a beauty of the fact that like people can only watch it within that 24 hour period. There's something special about the fact that it's like you either go and watch it or you're going to miss it. So I think that there is a way of kind of getting over that hurdle of, oh my gosh, it's disappearing. 
it's also not one of those things that you really need to be spending hours and hours on. You know, for me, Instagram stories is very much like I'm taking you behind the scenes with me. I may be showing up and telling you a quick story. What I like to tell people is set aside 20 minutes a day and you're going to be good to go. Like it does not need to take a lot of time. And I think that's probably one of the big reasons why people don't create stories is because they think to themselves, oh my gosh, this is going to take me so much time. And I think there's the real problem that people have is that they feel self-conscious. They don't know what to say. They're really worried about how they're going to come across. And that's why it ends up taking so much time at the beginning. But like anything, and you know more than anyone, right? Because you've been making content for so long. There's only one way of getting comfortable making content. And it's by doing it again and again and again. It's similar to working out. You know, the first time I started going to the gym, the movements feel really awkward and it just feels so off. That's very similar with how people feel about stories. I have people message me who are just doing stories for the first time and they're like, this feels so weird. And I'm like, yes, it's supposed to. Like when you just randomly start showing up on video and talking into a camera, it's going to feel awkward. That's a part of it. So my advice to people in that situation is like just push through the awkwardness and also know that if you really don't want to show your face on any particular day, you don't have to. You can take a video and put text on top of it. You can take a photo and put text on top of it. You could even turn on the lights and just show your silhouette of yourself. I mean, or you could show what you see, right? And your voice is on the other side of it. You know what I think is interesting is most people aren't doing it. So a lot of people need to, that are listening right now, it's like, you, you know, when you open up Instagram, you see kind of the same faces every day, right? And it's because a lot of mm -hmm. the people you follow are not using stories. And as a result, you know, that's an opportunity if you spin it properly, right? Because you have a chance to have your face show up every single time somebody opens Instagram. And you know what? For marketers, that's a big deal, right? Because that is branding you or your company in front of your followers in a pretty substantial way. Exactly. And one of the great things about stories as well, or maybe not a great thing, but an interesting thing about stories is that Instagram knows whose stories you're watching and paying most attention to. And it is going to show you those people very similar to like the feed algorithm. It's showing you those people at the front of your stories algorithm. Mm. So once you start creating content that people are watching, those people are likely going to see you again and again and again and again if they're enjoying what you're putting out there. So it is really such a great way to create super fans, like I mentioned earlier. Is it possible to do an entire launch just with Instagram stories? Of course. A lot of people <laughs> listening to this are like, what? <laughs> so this is what we're going to talk about. This is a good transition. You can do things that are going to blow your mind. And Alex and I chatted before we came on here to come up with, you know, so I could kind of understand where she was going to go with this, but you're going to love this. So why don't you share some of the things that people can do using Instagram stories specifically when they are about to launch or when they're in the middle of a launch? Okay, great. I'm really excited to go through all of these things with you guys. So the first one is when you're thinking about launching on Instagram stories, you want to be thinking about it in a very similar way to if you're doing an email marketing campaign or if you're even doing a Facebook ads campaign or whatever it is that you're doing. So what I recommend people do is start with adding value and slowly but surely planting the seeds and building anticipation of what's to come. So for example, when I first launched my program, 
what I did was I used that anticipation period to be constantly talking about Instagram stories and why Instagram stories matter and really like overcoming any objections before they even really know that I'm creating something. Then I start to say, okay, guys, well, I'm creating this thing. You guys are really going to love it. What types of things would you like to see me including in it so that they're really becoming a part of the process and feeling like they're taking a certain sense of ownership over the creation. Something else really cool that I did is I used Instagram stories to help me come up with the name. So essentially I paid a copywriter. He came up with like 10 different names. I narrowed it down to my top three. And then I put it to vote in for my audience to choose which name they preferred. So again, allowing them a sense of ownership in the creation of whatever it is that you're about to launch. And then just building anticipation in the ways that us marketers know we this is how we always build anticipation is just by mentioning that it's coming, letting them know the date to mark into their calendar. All of the things that you do on email marketing would be the exact same type of stuff that you're doing and building that sense of anticipation on your stories. And I want to dig in on this a little bit because uh, everyone listening, there's a lot of different you know types of marketers out there. And a lot of you may not be aware how some of the more sophisticated marketers actually do specialized programming, if you will, of their content to kind of prime the pump, for lack of better words, before they actually do the anticipation, right? So for example, in the case of what Alex was talking about, you know, she's going to start talking about the types of things that ultimately whatever she's launching is going to be about just to kind of get people's minds aligned around a topic, right? And then, you know, the whole idea of anticipation, my gosh, there's so many things like, Hey, I've got something exciting I'm working on. And sometimes you don't even have to tell them what it is. Right. Mm -hmm. You can start asking them to guess, blah, blah, blah. And I, I really love the part where you're asking them to participate in the creation of whatever you're doing. I find that stuff is not done by most marketers, but when it is done, it does generate that interest. Right. And then people feel like they're part of this. Right. And when people feel like they're part of something, then they're going to possibly pay more attention as it becomes real. Right. Exactly. And essentially what we're doing is creating knowledge gaps so that people are wondering, huh, what is this thing that she's creating? And I wonder what the different modules are going to be. And I wonder what the graphics are going to look like. And you're just kind of creating this mystery in their mind that when you actually do come out with it and you launch the first thing they want to do is run and see what all of the details are. Yep. Cool. All right. So there's a phase where you want to be doing that with Instagram stories and approximately yeah. how long are you doing this part of the process? Is this, do you plant seeds for months, for weeks, for days? I mean, how does that work? I am normally planting seeds like 90 days out, Wow. but it really depends. I'm really organized with my launches. So everything is very strategic it doesn't have to be 90 days out. It could be 30 days out. It could be two weeks out. But the important thing is just to be building that sense of anticipation and getting them ready for what's to come. Perfect. What's next? The next one is testimonials. So we all know the power of a good testimonial, but I think a lot of people forget to share testimonials on your Instagram stories. So once you go into that launch mode, even before you necessarily come out with if it's a course or a product or whatever, having testimonials are going to be social proof to people that whatever is coming is really good. And it is something that they're going to want to check out. So actively sharing testimonials, even if you have a closed cart, I think is super powerful. 
I know for us, whenever we get a testimonial, we make a nice little graphic and we post it onto Instagram. And then the great thing, guys, is as you do this throughout the year and as you collect testimonials throughout the year, you can culminate them all into a highlight. Even if you're maybe posting testimonials, let's just say like four times a month, you can still go and grab those four different stories throughout the month and put them all into one highlight so that people can go and see them whenever they're ready. So that's the next one. I want to talk just a little bit about this because, you know, there's sometimes when you're launching a product that you don't have any testimonials for because it's brand new. And what we've done is, you know, especially if you've been around for a while, there's some testimonials you'll get from people that just talk about you or your company, right? For example, Alex Beaton never misses a beat. She's always on the cutting edge, right? Or instead of the name of the course, right? Or social media examiner brings the best people, you know, to their conference. And those kinds of quotes can be repurposed in many different mediums. And also if you're doing um, something that involves other individuals, you could get testimonials about those individuals. So the proof is more less about the product and more about the people behind the product. So you can get very creative with testimonials and uh, you should always be collecting them, right? Because you never know when you're going to need them. Yeah, they're one of the most important parts. And another great tip on the topic of testimonials is going live with previous clients that you've had Mm. and asking them straight up, like, what did you like about this? What was your favorite part? What was surprising to you about this? If you could speak to yourself when you were making this decision, what would you say? And I've noticed that whenever I do that, it really makes an impact on getting people off the fence. Love it. And that's something you could do, obviously, across all the different social channels, which is really cool. So take notes, everybody. Awesome. All right. What else we got? (laughs) So the next one is to use kind of like a Q&A, right? So you want to essentially ask them, what is keeping you on the fence? So, you know, there's the question sticker on Instagram stories that you can go and you can use. Literally ask them, hey, if you've been on the fence, what's keeping you on the fence? And then you can definitely take the questions, repost them onto your stories with the answer. I think that's something that I see a lot of people doing and that works really well. But what I don't see people doing is going live and then using those questions as a sticker on their live. So I don't know if you know this, but when you go live, if you've asked a question in the last 24 hours, it's going to take all of the answers to, on that question sticker and basically allow you to bring it up on the screen while you're going live. Oh, really? Which is so cool. How does it look? Can you, you kind can, of describe how it looks? Yeah. So it essentially looks exactly like the question sticker looks. So it literally pops up in the same way that, you know, when you repost it to your story. Right. It looks exactly like that. And so that's really cool because it just shows other people that there's it's kind of like a form of social proof. It shows other people that there are others who are also interested in this product. It shows what types of, of objections people are having about actually buying the product. And when you go through them one by one, you'll start to realize, and I absolutely love doing this because you're doing it live. So while you're going through the questions, if you've got it set up on the back end, like I do, where when someone buys or joins my course, I basically get a little uh, sound notification on my laptop. So while I'm going live on my phone, my laptop is going ding, ding. And every time there's a sale, I'm like, oh, someone new just joined. Welcome to Project Storyline. And that then adds even more of a sense of, 
of like, oh my gosh, other people are joining. I want to join. I want to see what it's like yeah, inside. Yeah, it's like the phone's ringing in the background during like a fundraising kind of thing, you know, on TV or something like that, you know? Yes. So you're live and you bring these stickers up while you're live, these Q&A things. Like how in the world do you do that? I mean, I, that can't be easy while you're holding your phone to do that, right? Or or is it? So I use a tripod with, it basically holds up my phone. So I don't have to be holding my phone while I'm going live. Because if you're going live and you're holding your phone, you're going to be kind of moving around. It's going to be annoying for the people who are watching. I set it up so I have my ring light and my phone is on the tripod. And essentially, I'm close enough that I can just tap the the phone screen. And there's a little cue at the bottom when you go live on Instagram. And you can tap that cue and it's going to bring up all of the different questions that people have asked you about whatever reasons they're on the fence. So then you can go in and manually choose, okay, this is the question that I want to bring up on the screen. And then it will bring it up on the screen. But the key to this one, two punch is to make sure you've asked the question within 24 hours or whatever, before you go live. So you've got a nice little queue of questions, right? Yes. And just so everyone knows, if you ask more than one question, like if you use the question sticker twice over the past 24 hours, when you go live, it's only going to take the answers from the most recent question sticker. Mm, that's good to know. Now, how long are you going live typically when you do go live uh, Instagram? I normally try to go live. It depends. I try to switch it up. So it depends on which phase of my launch that I'm in. When we're just getting started with a value add phase, which is normally when I have a challenge and there's like 10,000 people taking part, I'm going live every day for about an hour. Once we go into the selling phase where we have the open cart phase, I'm going live every day from anywhere from, I would say, 20 minutes to an hour. Wow. So I'm showing up as often as I possibly can. I think people really respond well when you go live. And the great thing about going live on Instagram now, they've just released this new feature where as soon as you're finished with your live, you can upload it as an IGTV video, which is really cool because then that means that people can watch the replay and it lasts longer than the 24 hour replay that we previously had with Instagram lives. But one thing to note that I did discover and I'm quite sad about, I wish that when Instagram allows you to repost it as an IGTV video that they would keep those question stickers up, but they don't. So Mm -hmm. when the video goes live as an IGTV video, it will not have the actual question sticker, which is kind of a bummer. Well, first of all, it's absolutely huge that they're allowing you to save it to IGTV because this is one of the big problems, right? Which was capturing it during Mm -hmm. a live. And I've noticed that. And it's so cool, right? It just shows up when you go on someone's profile right there next to everything else. And I think it's amazing. You don't even realize you're watching IGTV if you you pull up someone's profile on Instagram. So there's really nothing you need to do or you just need to click a button that says save it to IGTV. Yeah, that's it. Save it to IGTV and then it uploads it directly to IGTV and you're good to go. Now, what about adding a caption and stuff like that? Because don't you have that option once it turns into an IGTV? Kind of a, you can put some text in there, Essentially. Once you press save to IGTV, it brings it up onto your phone in the same way that it would if you were uploading it directly from your phone. So you get the option to add a cover photo. You get the option to add a title, a description, and all that jazz. And you can put a link in there if you want to, can't you? Yep, you can put a link in there. And IGTV is actually the one place on Instagram 
that will allow you to click a link and it will take you directly there besides the Instagram bio. That's amazing. I got to go back to the challenge thing. You said a challenge phase and I mean, you kind of threw out the word challenge and I can't not go there. So tell me what the heck is the challenge phase? (laughs) So essentially what I like to do right before my launch is build up excitement and basically try to get as much attention on what I'm doing as possible. So right before we open the cart, we always open the cart on a Friday. On the Monday before we open the cart, we host a challenge. So the challenge goes live. It's a five-day challenge from Monday through Friday. We have a pop-up Facebook group where, like I said, there are thousands of small businesses from all over the world who join in. It's really fun. And it's a free challenge experience for them. And essentially for me, it acts as a lead generator. So for the two weeks prior to the challenge, I am running Facebook ads and basically screaming about it from the rooftops organically to get as many people to sign up for this challenge as possible. The challenge is called Double Down on Your DMs. So we've created the title of the name to be exactly what it is that they're going to be focusing on. So like I said, in Instagram stories, really the benefit is that you're ending up in direct message conversations with your most warm clients. So we called it Double Down on Your DMs. It's very clear what it's about. People can sign up, get access to the five prompts. Essentially, every day I give them a prompt telling them what to post to their stories. And the thought of it is that if I can show them the power of my Instagram story prompts over those five days, then by the time we get to the end of that free challenge, when I actually open the cart to Project Storyline, which is all daily prompts telling them what to post on their stories every day, they're going to have experienced such a transformation in those five days that on the fifth day when we open the cart, people are going to be like standing up waiting with their credit card to jump in. And that's exactly what ends up happening every time. So it really works well. Okay. Someone somewhere is like running and looking for a piece of paper so they can start taking notes. If it's you (laughs) tag us on Instagram afterwards, because I know your mind is exploding with all these amazing ideas. Uh, This is great stuff. All right. What's next on your uh, promotional process? We've already talked about turning your live into IGTV. What was next on your list of things that you do? Next is prompting DM conversations. So something that I notice is when people are not buying, and here's the thing, when you have that that open cart period, you're going to have a lot of people buying at the beginning, a lot of people buying at the end. And then there's always that slump in the middle where momentum has kind of died and they're like, eh, I'm not really sure. So essentially what I like to do is really prompt people on Instagram stories to message me and tell me, why they haven't joined yet. So I'll literally go on Instagram stories and be like, Hey guys. So we've already welcomed in, I don't know, 500 people into project storyline, but I know that there are so many of you guys watching this who have not yet taken that leap of faith and joined. And I just want to know why not, like what is holding you back? It's totally fine if it's not a good fit for you, but it would really help me to just have that conversation so I can better know how to serve you. So just DM me right now and tell me why are you on the fence? What's holding you back? And you would be surprised, Mike, at how many people message me and then end up turning into customers because a lot of what holds people back from buying are the very, very small things that you and I would probably not expect to even be a problem. Right. So like, for example, with Project Storyline, someone might not be joining because they're like, I really like to plan out my week in advance. I don't want to have to 
basically have a single daily prompt every day. I want to be able to batch my content for my stories. And for me, I'm like, I can't even imagine that that would be a problem because if you know project storyline, then you know, we have an archive of prompts. So yes, you get a new prompt every day, but you also have access to all of the previous prompts, which means that you can sit down on Monday and batch all of your story content for the next week, if that's really what you wanted. So by prompting that conversation, it allows me to be a better marketer because I start to understand the little things that are holding people back that really shouldn't be holding them back to begin with. I love this too, because objection handling is something that you can ultimately also modify your sales page with, right? So if you see a number of things coming up over and over again, then you might ask yourself perhaps the destination or the page where I'm selling this product isn't clear enough. So I need to add a frequently asked questions section, or I need to modify the way I'm describing this, right? Because I would imagine that wisdom, you won't find it out if you don't ask for it. Am I right? Exactly. Exactly. And what I love about this too is that you can then screenshot those conversations that you're having in the DMs and repost them onto your stories. Now, please make sure that you like hide the person's name, hide the person's profile picture, hide any personal information. But I do find there to be value in reposting it because we all know that most people watching our stories, no matter how much they love us, most people are not going to DM us. So if there's one person direct messaging me saying that they want to batch their prompts for the rest of the week, then there's probably 20 more people who are having the exact same problem in their head, right? So by reposting it, we're essentially able to have those conversations in a more public setting and it acts as social proof that there are other people who are in the same boat who then decide to join. Because what ends up happening, Mike, is that in the conversation at the end, they're like, oh, I didn't know that there was a prompt archive. That makes it really easy to batch my Instagram stories. I'm going to go join now. And then that conversation is worth even more to me because it shows to other people that there are people getting off the fence and joining Project Storyline. That's so cool. And, you know, if you think about the traditional way we used to shop, you know, before there was quote unquote an internet as you would walk into a shop and you would talk to a human being, right? And that's normal, right? So people nowadays are used to not talking to human beings when they buy stuff off of Amazon. But when they're buying something that is like educational or complex or expensive, they're going to want to talk to somebody. And just inviting them to open that conversation with the question on the stories, right? What can I answer for you? When you do that originally, are you putting some sort of sticker in there to prompt them to do the question? Or is it just a normal post and they just are going to DM you? So Instagram stories now does have the sticker that says DM me. Oh, cool. Not every account has access to this. This is a brand new sticker and I don't even have access to it yet, but I have had people message me being like, oh my gosh, Alex, look at this new sticker. So it definitely exists. If you have it, I would say use it because that's really cool. But what I do is super simple. I just grab the brush tool and I just point an arrow down to the DM box that I know would be at the bottom of the screen. And I just like use text that says DM me now. So I keep it super simple. That is so cool. And do you happen to have kind of pre-crafted answers to a lot of this stuff or do you just, and also do you respond with audio or video? I'm curious about that. People love when I respond on audio, I get the best results when I speak to people on audio, but the problem with speaking to people on audio is that when I screenshot it to share it, it's really difficult. I would then have to record my screen while I play the audio. So 
I tend in this circumstance to rely on actually like texting and, and using text instead of audio, but I do absolutely love audio. And actually one thing that I use audio for is when people sign up, I go to their Instagram and I will send them an audio and be like, Hey, welcome to project storyline. I'm so excited that you joined. So that is a part of our onboarding experience. But for this, because we want to repost it, I keep it to text. Instagram does allow you to have those canned messages where you can respond like that. I personally just feel a much stronger connection with the person when I'm just like not using a script and I'm just answering their questions straight on. But if you do feel like you're answering the same questions again and again, then yes, definitely do that to save you the time. But you can't do canned audio, can you or can you? No. Okay. That's good because that way everybody knows it's personalized. Now, what about the feed? I think you told me that you do stuff in the feed somehow and your stories together. Can you talk to us about that a little bit? Yeah. So essentially what I like to do is I like to keep my feed as a place where they can go and really get every single sales message that I want them to receive over our launch period. So if we have a special event, so for example, like I I told you about how we have that mid launch slump in the sales, what I do is I have a webinar during that slump to really get people's attention again, et cetera. Hmm. So if you know that you have a big event, then include that in the feed, share it to your stories so that people always know if they're looking for information or if they're trying to figure out what's going on, they can get a really good picture of what's happening by just visiting your feed. Whereas the stories to me is much more like I'm showing up consistently all the time, like really trying to drive home the fact that you should join. And what's interesting is normally my stories when I'm launching, it's like I'm posting more than 20 stories a day. Like I'm maxing out, like, you know, the little lines at the top, it's definitely a lot of little lines at the top. And this launch, I actually tried toning it down. I was like, okay, I'm going to post less and I'm going to post only the essentials. And I think that it actually works best for me when I am posting all day throughout the day, like very, very regularly. I think it's showing up in people's feeds. It's reminding them of what's going on. And so, yeah, I think that showing up in your stories a lot during the launch and showing up on the feed maybe once a day or once every two days, that's perfect. Okay. Uh, rookie question here, sharing the feed to the story. First of all, mm-hmm. I didn't even know you could do that. And secondly, what happens with the caption? Does that just never show up in the story? Yeah. So caveat, not everyone has this option. So what you're going to do is when you see the Instagram feed post, you're going to select it. So you have the square tile there. You're going to select the little paper airplane icon at the bottom left-hand side of the image. And then it's going to come up with a bunch of options. Now, if you have the option at the very top, it will say add to story and then you can add it to your story and you're good to go. If you don't see that option, then unfortunately, what you're going to have to do is just screenshot it and share the screenshot. It's definitely not as exciting because the great thing about sharing it to your story is that once it goes to your story, if you tap on the image itself, it kind of toggles between two views. The first view is just the photo with your username underneath. The second view is more of like, it adds a little white border. You can see part of the caption. So it's a little bit more inviting. So I always like to toggle it to the one that looks like it's actually taking a snippet from the caption. And then I like to just put a little arrow pointing at it that says like new post and then maybe a little blurb as to why they should go and check it out. So it's hot clickable or whatever, right? So you can, from your stories, you can click on it and then read the rest of the caption. Is that the idea? 
Yep. That's the idea. Do most people know that like you can do that or do you have to tell them to do that? You can tell them to do it. That's what I tend to do. I use a little GIF that if you tap on the, the stickers in your stories and search through GIFs, you can search tap here and there will be a bunch of options that come down that say tap here and then just drag and drop it onto the image itself. And that will prompt people to go and check it out. Sweet. What else you got? Cause I know you got more. <laughs> I know I do. I've got two really important things that I want to share with you before we have to wrap up. So the first one is to make sure that your thank you page is story worthy. Okay, so essentially, once someone buys from you, obviously, they get sent to a thank you page if they're buying from you online. Make sure that that thank you page is number one, visually appealing. Number two, telling them to repost it and celebrate this new purchase onto their stories. Number three, include your username so that they can actually tag you. And what you want to ask yourself is how can you use this strategically to make sure that when all of that person's friends sees this on their stories, that they actually want to go and check you out, right? That they actually want to go and be like, huh, what is this brand? What is this product? So that's the first thing, really encouraging people to tag you in their stories on the thank you page. So what am I putting on there that they're going to want to take a picture of? I mean, am I putting a cool graphic on there or what exactly am I putting on there? Yeah. So you want to put something that's like exciting. So for us, we had like congratulations and there was confetti everywhere. I think actually we have it so that when they land on the page, my developer did something where it's like confetti literally pops out and around the page. So try to make it something that's cool and fun and different. You can have a thank you video there. I think Stu McLaren has done something really cool with his thank you videos where He's at the front and he's like, hey, you just joined Tribe. Thank you so much. And then everyone in the background of his office kind of turns to face the camera unexpectedly and they like throw confetti and balloons and they're like, congratulations, welcome. So try to like have fun with it and do it in a way that's representative of your brand. And I just think that it's a really important touch point that can be utilized if it's something that people are going to feel is worthy to share on a story. Love it. And do you actually t encourage them to share it? Do you actually ask them, Hey, if you, if you want take, share this on Instagram, I mean, I would imagine you can't hurt, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. And we even go so far as to use the exact same kind of graphic. You know, when you go into stories and you add the sticker to tag someone's username, we use that. We literally just screenshotted it and put it onto our thank you page to be like, make sure to tag at Alex Beaton when you share this to your stories to try to actually get them to share it to their stories. And actually something that I want to experiment with next time, letting you in on a little marketing secret thought that I had, I think it would be fun to even do something where it's like, hey, we're giving away a hundred dollar Amazon gift card and we're going to be choosing people at random. And the way to enter is by sharing this page to your stories. Mm. So maybe even doing something like that to incentivize people to share it. If you're really finding that it's hard to get people to share. What about hashtags? Hashtags on stories, if you ask me, I would say are not very effective. Mm. To me, it's kind of like, yes, you might get a lot of views, but they're low quality views that don't often convert into follows. Perfect. I just meant to allow the people who bought the product, you know what I mean? To put a hashtag on it, but it's probably easier to just tag you. That way you'll get notified, right? Yes, exactly. Okay. You said you had one last thing. Go for it. Yep. My one last thing is to make sure to celebrate your customers as they start joining. 
Now, this is really important for two reasons. Number one, of course, you want your new clients to feel special and appreciated. Yes, that definitely matters. However, it also acts as a really good source of social proof that visually cues to your entire audience that people are buying your product and that people are excited to buy. So something that we do is every 50 members who join Project Storyline, I go to their Instagram account, I screenshot it, and I basically repost it onto my stories with like GIFs that have confetti going everywhere and I make it really pretty and I say, congratulations, Jenny, you are our 50th new member of Project Storyline. And that's actually really interesting because number one, what ends up happening when I tag them is that they then repost it to their stories. So it's then introducing Project Storyline to their entire audience. The other interesting thing about what happens is they oftentimes reply and they're like, oh my God, I'm so excited. I just joined. I can't wait to log in. That's again, perfect. I just screenshot that, repost it onto my stories. Again, further social proof. And another thing that I love to do is, as you know, by now I'm all about visuals. I write down every single person who joins Project Storyline. I write down their name on a post-it note and I stick the post-it note on the wall behind me. So as the launch goes deeper and deeper, that post-it note wall gets bigger and bigger. And it's just such a visual cue to everyone who's on the fence that like, hey, people are joining every single day. And if you haven't joined yet, like you're missing out, like what's going on? What's holding you back? And I got to so, tell everybody what it looked like because it was so cool. So imagine Alex at her computer and behind her is a wall that's a backdrop that's got like yellow and orange, if I'm not mistaken, sticky notes that create kind of a diamond pattern. So at first mm -hmm. blush, it looks like just a cool pattern on the wall, but it's actually very meticulously crafted. I would imagine it must have taken you forever to make it look that cool. <laughs> it didn't take me forever, but it definitely is a labor of love. But it's also just such a fun way, even if you don't have hundreds of people joining, it's such a fun way to just show people that you really appreciate each and every individual client that that signs up for whatever it is that, that you're selling. So for me, like when I used to only sell 50 project storylines, essentially what I would do is still do it, but I would actually be able to show up on my stories and welcome each person individually and be like, this is your post-it note. And then I would videotape myself putting it on the wall so they could literally see me writing it down, putting it on the wall. So if you don't have thousands of customers, that's another great thing that you can do. Even if it's not this massive visual thing behind you, it makes people feel special. Wow. Well, Alex, I can assure you that people are going to be listening to this possibly more than once and sharing it with other people on their team. As I know, I will. This was solid freaking gold. Tell everybody where they can discover more about you and also where they can find you on Instagram. They can find me on Instagram at Alex Beaton. That's B-E-A-D-O-N. And if you guys want to learn more about my 10 Instagram story tips, tricks, and hacks, then you can check that out at www.alexbeaton.com forward slash S-M-E. That stands for Social Media Examiner. Alex Beaton, really, really appreciate you coming on and sharing all your wisdom and insights. It was awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Hey, if you missed anything, and I don't blame you if you did because we talked about a lot, uh, we took all the notes for you over at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 413. If you're new to the show, 
hit the subscribe button. If you're a longtime listener to the show, would you let your friends know about this show? Maybe tag me on Instagram at Stelsner. This brings us to the end of another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your fast-talking host, Mike Stelsner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.